Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1393, air date January 29th, 2024. And they take him to the police station, take off all his clothes, strip search him, wow. cavity search him. Wow. Okay? Wow. This is in the United States. Put jail clothes on him. And then I did a live and I said, hey, People called the Kentucky police, and I think they got a little bit concerned. Hundreds of calls came in, so they released him that evening. Wow. He leaves a police station. He opens up his wallet. His money is missing. Wow. They don't give him money. They stole his money. And then he had to walk back to his car at Walmart. And this is an American citizen, a working-class person who supports someone like me. So the issue is, it's obvious the swarm, the elites, do not want us, David, having one of our own in any level representing us. That's right. All right, joining us now is uh, Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Uh, he is running for president, and I tell you, it really is an eye-opener when you get involved in the political system like this. Uh, his website is shiva4president.com, shiva4president. And, and, you know, as we're talking about, we, we want to talk about ballot access specifically, but there's a broader issues that are involved here as well. Uh, and you look at the headlines, and the Republicans are going to go on offense to yank Biden from the ballot in various states. And they're cheering that. And the, uh, uh, you know, the MAGA press. And then you even got DeSantis saying, well, if they kick Trump off the ballot, we're going to kick off Biden off the ballot in Florida. They're angry about this because these two parties have been colluding for the longest time to control ballot access. And that's what Dr. Shiva is running up against. So uh, thank you for joining us, sir. Great to be here, David. Thanks for that background. Yeah. Um, thank you. Could tell people yeah. what's going on right now with this uh, immediately, uh, yeah. you know, with uh, the ballot access. But I know there's other issues there. But you know what is happening with ballot? What is it like to try to get on the ballot? It's crazy, isn't it? Well, well, what's interesting, David, is, um, you know, in the United States, if you're running for some office, let's say in your local state or city, or um, you know, county, etc., um, and it varies from state to state, county to county. The election people run the elections, typically what's, who's known as the secretary of state, they set up different requirements for you to get on the ballot. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm making up an example. If you want to run for dog catcher, there's four people. Um, and it, let's say it's a voted election seat. You have to, before you can even run as a dog catcher, you have to get certain number of signatures to be on the ballot. Right. If you're running for the United States Senate in Massachusetts, the number was you need to get 10,000 signatures that are bona fide signatures that they validate, right? Right, and you have to um, pay them to validate these signatures too, as well, right? Uh, yeah, in some places you do, you, yeah. you have to pay a fee, et cetera. And typically, um, if you need to get 10,000 bona fide signatures, you actually better collect 20,000. 
That's right. Because they, they want to, if you're an outside candidate, they're going to start throwing away his signatures. Oh, the slant is wrong. Oh, we can't read it. So they have all these methods. But what I want to let everyone understand is to get your name on the ballot. They have the, a hurdle, one of the hurdles. And I want to talk broadly about this hurdle, but then more broadly about all the hurdles they set up. So working people, everyday people can never get someone like me, one of their own, even winning an office seat. And I want to talk about that. But ballot access is one who gets visibility is another piece and even if you make it over there to those things they have all these mechanisms on election day to flip votes and we'll get to that mm -hmm. but ballot access is the central aspect of democracy here which is you have to get you know fulfill this the requirements of the state to get x number of signatures and they're called ballot nomination petition signatures to get on the ballot mm -hmm. so so I have experienced th this level of what I call election fraud, the larger framework at every level over the last five years. So let me begin with the ballot access process, right? So when I ran for office, David, in 2018 against Elizabeth Warren, mm -hmm. we needed to get 10,000 signatures to get on the ballot. Guess what? We did it. How did we do it? We actually had amazing volunteers who stood out in the cold and rain in front of the shopping centers and collected. How did they get on the ballot? Well, they actually collect money and they pay consultants to do that. And the interesting thing, David, is I never saw Elizabeth Warren. I never saw any of the other candidates ever collecting signatures. So part of me is convinced that they have another method where they probably have a boiler room where they have people writing signatures. I can't prove that yet, but I can tell you. Over the last four years, I never saw them collecting signatures. I don't know but how anyway, it works in, uh, in in Massachusetts, but I know that in North Carolina, where we worked, uh, the Democrats and Republicans had to do nothing. They didn't have to collect any. They, yeah, yeah. they grandfathered them in and they said, you will. Uh, they had a thing set up so they kicked all the independent and third parties off uh, each election cycle. They said, you got to get uh, a number of votes that's equivalent to 10% of the votes cast for president or you're not going to stay on the ballot. And uh, we said, that's crazy. And and so every time you'd have to go back and 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 they eventually had a lawsuit and got that lowered, but it, they still have to go out and, and collect the signatures. The Republicans and Democrats do not have to collect the signatures. Uh, they just exactly. they, they just float through. And so it is something that uh, is an extra burden. It wastes your time. It wastes your money to do that because we had to pay for the signature variation uh, validation as well. Uh, so it, it really... Uh, when we, they had it in the lawsuit, the argument was this is like the Greek uh, Sisyphus legend, right? Where the guy pushes the boulder up the hill and then it rolls back yep. down. He's got to do that for eternity. That's what exactly what it's like in most of these states. Yeah. So <laughs> in 2018, we had amazing volunteers. We got on the ballot and mm -hmm. that blew them away. Right. In 2020, we got on the ballot again. Hard work. We had working people. Every one of our volunteers, none of them was paid, David. They had full-time jobs, mothers, retired people, people, working class people, and then they would go after work and stand for two hours and very diligently collect signatures. So we played by the rules. Yeah. Now, when you run for president, as I'm doing right now, as David, you mentioned, ShivaForPresident.com, people can go look at what we're all about. But every state, right, has different requirements to get on the ballot. There's no uniform set of requirements. In Utah, for example, we have to get a thousand signatures to get on the ballot. In Massachusetts, we need 10,000. In Florida, we need 130,000. They make it a percentage of the last governor's race, right? Mm -hmm. So if you add up all the things, it comes close to 1.5 million signatures you need.
Yeah. All right. So again, as you mentioned, David, the Democrats and Republicans, the two multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar parties, whatever you want to call them with all the backing, they don't have to collect any signatures. Right. They're de facto ruled in. And, and this is anti-democratic if they're going to all follow the rules. If you are an outsider, independent candidate or anyone else, you have to collect those 1.5 million signatures. Now, how do you do it? Well, if it's legitimate, you have volunteers who love you, who are willing to be dedicated. They go out and collect. Now, I call him booby effing Kennedy. You know, he's acting like he's an independent, but he's totally supports Zionism. He's, you know, he, he is for full vaccination of all Americans. He's a complete duplicitous individual. So he has positioned himself as a anti-fake, anti-establishment candidate. So in Utah, David, you needed just a thousand signatures. And so what he did was he went and in the, did backroom deals. Oh, I don't have, I can't collect these signatures. And then goes online and begs for people to give him money. And some <laughs> big pack gave him $15 million. To collect a thousand signatures. Right, <laughs> right, 15 million. I mean, that means he has no support. You see, these people don't have real working people support. They're from the swarm from above. And so for him, he's got a war chest and he'll go pay consultants who are his friends 10 bucks a signature. That's how he calculated it. $10 times 1.5 million. In our case, so um, in Utah, I actually went out there. We, in a few days, we collected, we trained our volunteers, 500, 600 signatures. Boom, done in a couple of days. All right. So how do you collect signatures? Well, this is where it gets even more interesting. So for ordinary people like us to collect signatures, we have to go out into the world, into the public. Well, the typical place that people have found consistently the best place to collect signatures, if you have a retailer, like a grocery store, like a Harmons in Utah or a Whole Foods or a Star Market, you know, you typically go stand outside, you have your, you know, your pad and you say, hi, you know, would you like to put a candidate on the ballot? Most people um, who sign say, well, yeah, I want to, even though they may be Republican or Democrat, the egalitarian nature of people. Yeah, I want to see more people and they sign. They do. Now they do. And that's right. the thing that's interesting is, and we saw that when we would do signatures, uh, they'd say, well, I don't necessarily support them, but I think we ought to have the choices that we need to open. Exactly. Up yeah, exactly. And it wasn't about. So now what happens for the a young volunteer who's enthusiastic, they come to your campaign when they typically go out in front of, let's say, a Whole Foods or a store, the store manager will come out. Hey, you can't be here collecting signatures. This is where the intimidation begins. The store manager doesn't know the rules. And then the the typical volunteer will say, oh, really? And they'll leave because they're afraid. Yeah. And But the educated volunteer will say, no, I have the right to be here because there have been Supreme Court rulings, state Supreme Court rulings. And this is where it gets very interesting. Since going back to 1939, 1980, 2014, many rulings where the courts did the right thing here, David, they said, okay, in fairness for everyday working people to get on the ballot, they have to go to these areas where there's lots of people. And what the courts did, and I, they did the right thing, they said during an election cycle, so that's the first predicate, and second predicate, you're collecting nomination signatures put on the ballot, and the person collecting is not harassing people or obstructing the way, guess what? That private property mm-hmm. gets super. The private property rights get superseded by the individual individual's constitutional rights. Quite amazing. Yeah. So the issue is the court said, okay, 
yeah, that person owns that parking lot. Yes, it's private property, but you know, a lot of people going through there, it's a town square. And so the court said during an election cycle and when they're collecting nomination signatures and they cannot be obstructing, harassing people, they have the right to collect nomination signatures. One of them was a pruneyard ruling that went up to the Supreme Court. Let me, let me right? ask you, what was the date on that? Because that's uh, uh, 19, 1980. That's good because, you know, I talk many times when I talk about censorship and uh, the digital public square, as Jack Dorsey said uh, eight or nine times under oath when he's being asked about it. Uh, I, you know, you go back to 1946 and there's a case called Marsh versus Alabama. It was a company owned town and somebody was handing out religious tracts and they, um, you know, banned them from doing that. And they fought it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, even if the public square is privately owned, you can't stop free speech in the public square. And so it's very similar to that. And I, I wish we could broaden that out. It's good that they did that right to say, I think the 1946 thing was was perfect. I think this ruling you're talking about, allowing people to collect signatures in a public place, yes. it's also appropriate. This is, we this need is, to extend this out to the social media and other things, yes. Yeah, but the thing is, these have been ruled. They've yes. been Supreme Court yes. rulings that, uh, that won before, uh, after Pruneyard, which was 1980, uh, was Batchelder versus Allied Stores to collect signatures. So anyway, now what's happened is, David, think about this. You would think every law enforcement officer, before they get their badge and they get their guns, would be trained on this basic fundamental ruling because it's so connected to democracy, mm -hmm. elections, and constitutional rights. So this is how the elites work. They make sure they don't train the cops. They make the cops us versus them, right? That's right. Or the fake us versus them. They make them our enemy. So um, I've had many instances because I'm articulated and I know the law, I always win these arguments. So I'll give you an example. We were at Whole Foods once, you know, the store manager says, you have to leave. We say, no, we have the right to be here. Would you like to sign my papers? Okay. <laughs> and then they say, oh, you're trespassing. We said, well, please call your supervisor or please have the police come. We'll explain it to them. Um, Cruisers will show up, guys with, you know, all puffed up. Hey, you can't be here. You have to leave. Typically, the lower, lower of our officers, we said, no, we want to let you know that we have a right to be here. There's been the Pruneyard rulings, the Glovsky rulings during an election cycle. You know, mm -hmm. when we're collecting signatures, we're not harassing anyone. This area becomes a public square. And then he, he go, whoa, no, you have to leave. I said, please call your supervisor. So it just keeps escalating. The mm -hmm. supervisor go, shows up. And then typically those guys will say, hold on, they call the attorney. And they'll, most of the time, if you're, you know, stand firm and you're able to articulate, they say, okay, you have the right to be here, but you can't harass people. And they'll go tell the store manager. That happened to us when we were collecting signatures just eight weeks ago in Utah. Okay. Our volunteers are collecting. The store manager says, you can't collect. I said, we have the right to collect. Free police officers show up, start wanting everyone's IDs. <laughs> and then I said, please bring your supervisor. The supervisor was quite nice. He said, oh, I'm, I'm really interested in case law. We said, this is a reality. He called up the state attorney. He said, you have the right to be here. He reprimanded actually the store manager. That is the reasonable way. But think about what we have to do, David. We have to do this education. Yes. Right. right. We have to do all this work. Democrats, Republicans, and others don't. Booby Kennedy doesn't have to do that. He just pays people to collect signatures. But if you're an ordinary working class person like me, and if you have working class supporters, think about the barrier to entry. First of all, getting volunteers 
to go collect signatures on a cold day is difficult. Then they have to face the police. They have to face all this intimidation. And this is where the election fraud really begins. Now, it got quite egregious. And the reason I called you, David, I'm, I'm very kind that you wanted to discuss this, is because January 7th, which was this Sunday, which was really the 12th anniversary of my mom's passing, I was doing a memorial service at the house, and I get an urgent call from our state leader in Kentucky. Okay? Mm-hmm. Amazing. One of the most well-mannered young gentlemen I've ever met. He works as a full-time electrician, right? Gets up at seven in the morning, works until four, working class guy. He's seen all my videos, loves our campaign, You know, went through all of our training and became the state leader in Kentucky. We have a couple hundred volunteers here. Well, he goes out to a Walmart by himself on a Sunday because, you know, we need 5,000 signatures. Mm -hmm. So he's standing out in front of the Walmart, not inside, outside, very respectful, waving to people, collecting signatures. He'd collected around seven signatures. What ends up happening is a Walmart store employee comes out, again, a multi-billion dollar company who sells all sorts of Chinese crap, okay? Excuse my language. (laughs) Comes out and says, you can't be here. And he says, no, I have the right to be here. Here's a prune yard ruling, um, et cetera. Then the supervisor comes out, you know, harassing him. And he goes, no, I have the right to be here. Again, this is a working class American citizen who has been trained in the First Amendment, stating I have a right to be here. Yeah. All right. Then police show up and he said, and the officer says, you're trespassing, you have to leave. He goes, no, officer, I have a right to be here. Guess what they do, David? They handcuff him, put him in the back of a cruiser. I was on the phone with the police officer, Nick, uh, you know, uh, uh, he called me, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, officers, please let him go, right? He has a right to be here. And they take him to the police station, take off all his clothes, strip search him, cavity search him. Wow. Okay? Wow. This is in the United States. Put jail clothes on him. And then I did a live and I said, hey, people call the Kentucky police. And I think they got a little bit concerned. Hundreds of calls came in. So they released him that evening. Wow. He leaves a police station. He opens up his wallet. His money is missing. Wow. They don't give him money. They stole his money. And then he had to walk back to his car at Walmart. And this is an American citizen, a working class person who supports someone like me. So the issue is, it's obvious the swarm, the elites, do not want us, David, having one of our own in any level representing us. That's right. And think about the scene here. Walmart, multi-billion dollar company who made billions, hundreds of millions during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. While small stores were getting shut down. Here's a police officer who's supposed to defend the Constitution and the rights of the con- Constitution. What does he do? He serves a multi-billion dollar company's rights. That's right. Doesn't purposely was never trained or did choose not to train takes advantage of a young 28 year old working class uh, u.s citizen electrician who on a sunday has not done any crime handcuffed put in the back of a cruiser strip searched cavity searched wow and his money stolen wow and this is the the level of how the elites do not want any one of us david i mean i think i deserve to have a shot at being president. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have yeah. to get on. So they have the ballot access. It's like a king has various ways the peasants can't get in. He's got the big walls and he's got the moat and then he's got other whatever alligators, right? Mm-hmm. So the first, so when you step back at this, 
And I've experienced all four of these things. Number one, they deny visibility to outsiders, meaning you don't get on mainstream media. You don't get to be on the debate stage. I experienced that in 2018. We collected 20,000 signatures. We got ballot access. I was the independent candidate. I was supposed to be on the stage. I hit all the poll numbers. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Warren, the Republicans, and the Democrats colluded. That's right. To keep me off the debate stage. They've I always done that. Yes. I had to take $20,000 out of our bank account, hire a lawyer. That lawyer, as he was representing us, he turned out he was a big Paul Ryan supporter. So he actually screwed up the case on purpose. Mm. So we were denied all the mainstream media visibility, all the debate, because they knew if I got on, I would win. Mm -hmm. So one is who gets visibility. And right now you can see the elections. They Trump gets visibility. Biden gets visibility. Haley, they even went and found a brown skin guy. Who looks like me, who speaks anti-establishment, but is the most pro Zionist establishment guy you can imagine. Vivek Who would have ever thought someone like me would invent email and create Cytosolve to revolutionize health for personalized and precision medicine, a system for delivering the right medicine for the right person at the right time. I was born a low-cast untouchable. Millions of people suffer every day from painful discomfort and swelling, but most pain medications come with harsh side effects, and many alternative supplements have little scientific backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up so that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet. And they would go like that. Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids. And I started taking that MV25. After a bit, I was able to hold cards in my hand. Very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back 
at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help. And I decided to try MV25. I didn't notice a difference immediately, but within a few days the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it and even when I do things that I shouldn't do, it seems to go away a lot quicker than it ever did before. MV25 is certified clean, 100% non-GMO, made in America and GMP certified for good manufacturing practices. MV25 is Cytosolve optimized, which means that this formula has been engineered to maximize benefits while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by Cytosolve. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Order online at mv25.life. Consult your doctor before taking any supplement or medication and use as directed. MV25. Brown skin guy who looks like me, who speaks anti-establishment, but is the most pro-Zionist establishment guy you can imagine. Vivek the snake, I call him. Comes yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. You see, overnight they give visibility to people. Is a Martin Scarelli, so visibility, uh, is a Martin Scarelli uh, uh, big pharma bro as well. <laughs> yeah, not only that, he, he he's a liar. He's a cheater. He said he was against affirmative action, took affirmative action scholarships. Mm -hmm. He made up a bogus drug with his mother took it public, tanked the drug. This guy's a complete scumbag. But they knew, hey, there's that guy, Dr. Shiva. He's truly anti-establishment. So they have literally watched what we do. He's the chat GPT, okay, version. Yeah. So the first step of election fraud system is who gets visibility. Second step is who gets ballot access. Now, what occurred to us in 2020 was we got ballot access and we had massive visibility, David. We raised two million bucks in a federal election for U.S. Senate, and we challenged the GOP establishment. We had bumper stickers. We had huge billboards. We put about a million bucks into billboard signs. Our opposition GOP establishment candidate couldn't even raise 200 grand. The GOP had to give it to him. Yeah. So think about that. We overcame mm -hmm. the, the uh, visibility. We overcame the, uh, the ballot access. And then what do they do to us in 2020? They flipped the machines. They stole our election in the in the nine counties in Massachusetts. We won overtly in the hand-counted paper ballot county. Yeah. Everywhere else, 60-40, 60-40. That resulted in my famous lawsuit where we exposed how the government colludes with social media. I'm not going to go there, but I have experienced as a hardworking American all levels of these four levels of election fraud. They have the election fraud on election day, which I've talked about and written about and than major papers about, right? right? Which is a signature verification, the chain of custody. But the real election fraud begins with who gets visibility and who gets ballot access. So in the United States right now, we have to get on the ballot in every state. The unfortunate thing for them, David, we have about 100,000 volunteers, working people. And this is what scares them so much, mm -hmm. is that we will actually do it legitimately. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't I notice I've not asked for money one time during this conversation. People want to volunteer. Great. Our movement for truth, freedom and health as a part of our campaign wants to mobilize Americans to wake up yes. and realize that these hard fought rights no other country has. And so what they do is they make the law enforcement officers ignorant. They make people ignorant to assert their rights. When you assert your rights, they do cavity searches and they That's strip search. 
It's it's crazy. So anyone listening, you can tweet all day. You can talk about how bad the world is. But we are actually on the ground, actually where the rubber meets the road, fighting one of the most important fights, which is ballot access. That's right. And doing it the legitimate way, not begging for money like Booby Kennedy or the Democrats or Republicans. We're actually mobilizing people who go out in the midst of their busy schedules, stand out in the cold, 100 people pass by, five people will sign. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of effort, David. Oh, but I that's know. the kind of people that have come to our campaign. I agree, yeah. And, and you know, when you look at this, it is, it's always made me so angry. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't like Democrats or Republicans, especially the uh, institutions uh, that are there, because you go back and you look at um, uh, the ballot access and then being able to get into the debates. Even if you jump through all these extra hoops that they set up for everybody else, then they still won't let you in the debates. And the debates used to be run by the League of Women Voters. And then they would yep. uh, apply a different set of rules and you would get a few independent and third party candidates in the debates. And so then uh, the, the, the Republicans and Democrats looked at this and said, oh, we can't have that. So they created a presidential debate commission and other state commissions. What they did in North Carolina was they created uh, their debate commission was run by the media, by the press. And the press colluded with them to keep anybody except for Republicans and Democrats out of the debates because they're looking at the people who are going to give them money and who always give them money. And uh, so they would set up these uh, different constructs that would change who was there. And they say, well, you know, we've created this presidential debate commission and it's a private entity funded by the Democrats and Republicans. So they can make any rules that they want. They can exclude anybody that they want. And they did the same thing with the press. And and we saw the same game being run when they were censoring people on social media. They said, well, these are private companies. They can do whatever they want. And we knew that the censorship was coming from the federal government. We knew that the exclusion was coming from the Democrat and Republican parties when it came to the debates and when it came to the ballots. It's so transparent, but they always use these fake constructs to uh, bamboozle people. It truly is annoying. Beyond yeah, and, and, and David, they know now people are waking up to this. And so what they're doing is they create the fake anti-establishment people, what I call the not-so-obvious establishment. Yeah, People who have gotten very good at watching the videos I do, you do, and saying, oh, people really like that. Mm-hmm. So... You have now people just talking the talk. Booby Kennedy just talks the talk, right? Mm -hmm. Or Trump or all of these people or Alex Jones or Joe Rogan. They have the media that, you know. And the media is a part of that. They have the the, the mainstream alternative media, if you will. I call them the MAGA bird press, you know, Operation MAGA instead of Mockingbird. Yeah. Right. So now they have the old media and now they have the neo-establishment media of the grifter media network, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And. So we're in a very important time, but our campaign, David, is giving people this unique opportunity to understand this dynamic, to become truly enlightened citizens. And then we say, hey, look, get on the ground, get on the ground, hand out a flyer. You know, people can go to shoeforpresident.com. Let people understand that what's been going on in this country for the last 60 years, the lifespan of your child now is less than you. If you have a child right now, it's going to be short. We want people to exercise these rights. Yes, it's hard to go collect signatures, but do it because you will have this incredible experience because you have to realize, wow, I have to collect signatures. I got to collect 150,000 signatures in Florida. How do I do that? Well, that means you got to have, you know, a hundred volunteers who each collect 1500 signatures. Well, how do I do that? That means you got to make sure you got to mobilize people. Then you got to motivate people to go out. That's a lot of work. They don't have to do anything. 
These yeah. people are all cheers. They never work. They never work. They never work. They talk about working. You know, we're patriots. We want to work, right? Yeah. And by the way, it's like that uh, and God created Trump thing, you know, talking about how he works all day and then he delivers his grandchild and then he has to, you know, make a lunch for himself and everybody else. I mean, it's like, what in the world? It's, it's totally made right. up, you know? Anyway, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, well, David, I think this is a key. What they're doing is um, I was on the uh, a, a video interview with a young gentleman. You know, he's in his 20s. And he was like, yeah, Vivek, the snake says a lot of good things. I, re- I said, listen, your generation better realize you start. You have to look at not what people say, but what they do. That's right. Because they are they're watching chat GPT. They have predictive analytics. They will just say anything now. That's right. Oh, yeah. January 6th was. Um, you know, uh, was a conspiracy against us. Okay, they'll just say that. They don't know what they're saying. They'll say anything they need to say to win people back to the establishment. That's right. And that's what this is about. As people break, they want to bring people back in. Yep. And they do not want people in closing. What I want to share, David, what we're doing is we're telling people we got to build this bottoms up movement. We have to go do the work. And what you realize is that the establishment does not, it's, it's really class war in some ways. They do not want, they have started the class war. The elites, in this case, protected Walmart, a multi-billion dollar company, quote unquote, property rights versus the individual's constitutional right to rightfully collect signatures during an election cycle and ballot day. That's what the cops are trained to do. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. 
But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhelp.com. Versus the individual's constitutional right to rightfully collect signatures during an election cycle and ballot day. That's what the cops are trained to do or not trained to assert the constitutional rights. And this is deliberate. Let me let me jump in there and say that, uh, you know, when you look at this situation you talked about in Kentucky, where they uh, violate e- even the federal law, uh, they don't care about that. Just like they often violate the Constitution, don't care about that. And when you experience that and when people see that happening, even if you're not the one who's arrested and strip searched and cavity searched, uh, you see that happening to somebody else. And I think that another thing that's very important about this, I, I've said it has to be from the bottom up, from the grassroots up, like you're talking about. And, and it drives home the point to them that I've said all along. I said, 
it's very, very important who is at the local level because they can make things better or they can make them much worse. In this particular case, you got a federal law that was making things better. And then you got the local uh, officials there, the police and whoever is over those local officials, they need to be held accountable in this next election. And I so I hope that is uh, uh, something that people who are watching this and your signature effort, I hope they pay attention to those local elections, uh, whether it's somebody who's a sheriff or whether it's a town council that's going out and hiring these police. Uh, they need to be held accountable for that particular uh, situation. You need to find some people who are going to support individual liberty or at least you know, promise that they're going to do. And then you, you evaluate them by what they do the next election. But that's the other part of it is to see this tyranny that is happening and to understand that that's another thing that needs to be addressed uh, from a grassroots well, well, up. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting, David, Kentucky is a home of Rand Paul, mm -hmm. Thomas Massey. And I tweeted at both of them. OK, now, in my view, they say some good things. But in my view that, you know, just like you have certain tokens, you know, Massey's their token constitutionalist. OK, mm -hmm. and Rand Paul just sort of mimics certain things. But this occurred in Kentucky, a red state where people are supposedly patriots. Think about what I'm saying. And they didn't reply in when you tweeted at him. They didn't have anything. Nothing. To say about that. Nothing. And, and you look, he went to MIT. I'm an MIT alumni with him. OK, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is a point here because he's part of the Republican Party. I'm not part of that club. Right. Right. But you should defend the rights of Americans, whatever they are. And what I predict is going to happen in 2024, the elites know that they have been conducting class war against working people in the United States. And people are waking up to that. Yeah. So in order to subsume that reality, they're going to have blacks versus whites fighting, yeah. red versus blue. And that's how you started this conversation, David. Ooh, Trump versus Biden. Trump is somehow the victim to Biden and Biden, you see, so they're going to create the red versus blue, quote unquote, you know, civil war. And it's or, very vital to them, not just for their political control, but even for their economic uh, control. Jordan Sch uh, Schlachtel has a, an article saying, you look at the Washington Post, uh, they're going bankrupt before Trump. And then they had a, a you know, uh, a real boom during Trump. And now that he's gone and they've got a cadaver in the White House, Washington Post is on the ropes again. So it's to their advantage, just like it's to yes. Biden's advantage and all the rest of them to come after Trump, to make him a victim because it energizes their base. It energizes Trump's base. They get everybody involved and, and it's all over the uh, personality. It's not over anything that has to do with them at all. It's not about any issues. It's about this these two competing personalities. It's wrestling. It's professional wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. And this is a, a very important point, David. I think, you know, I've made for a long time when I figured this out when I was 17, that this is WWF, you know, we used to be called WWE wrestling. Mm -hmm. And the promoters of the fights are the ones who make money because they got to hype it. That's the right. promoters here are the media companies, yes. right? That's right? So Washington Post, New York Times, without this fake dialectic, they make nothing. Right. And what's even more interesting is when you actually peel away the layer and you find out that the person who owns WWE, the person who owns UFC, I'm talking about the actual person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the person who owns the biggest Hollywood agency, which owns all the actors, and the person who owns many politicians is one guy, Ari Emanuel. <laughs> Ari Emanuel, Rahm Emanuel's brother, yeah. owns, formerly known as William Morris Agency, he owns all the A-list actors, Joe Rogan, all these people. In fact, he was Trump's agent for his books. <laughs> Trump was going to bring him as his chief of staff. But one gentleman who's, by the way, pro-Zionist, you know, very close connections with Mossad, et cetera. One person in the United States whose brother is Rahm Emanuel, and you can go study the history of this person, is a pro-ultra-Zionist 
who owns WWE, which is to entertain the masses. Mm -hmm. He owns UFC to, again, distract the people. And he owns pretty much every A-list actor in Hollywood who zips up. Yeah. And he's the agent. He was the agent of Obama. He's the agent of Joe Rogan and the agent of Donald Trump. You can look at this. <laughs> One individual. So they are literally conducting political theater, Hollywood theater, worldwide wrestling theater. And this is how they're keeping people entertained. Yeah. While they want to suppress hardworking people like me, you and others, David, who actually want to build these bottoms up movements mm -hmm. or our volunteer who takes time off from his work or or you know, on a Sunday goes collect signatures. So this is anti-American working person. Yes. Yeah. That's what this is about. They do not want us having our own leaders. They want to control it top down. So they have this media enterprise that gives who gets visibility. Okay. Mm -hmm. Speak anti-establishment rhetoric after, you know, Joe Rogan will talk about stuff five years later after it's, you know, or even, or no. Tucker, yeah. It's like, you know, it's, yeah. it's funny, I, I couldn't talk about Building 7 all this time, and it's like, you can't ask questions about that or they'll fire you. And he's still not saying what he thinks happened with it. Yeah, well, what, yeah, whatever, you're not a journalist yeah. because you should be putting your, you're making yeah. $20 million. Yeah. If you're a journalist, oh, do you need that much money? Why don't you move out of your house and be a real journalist? Sacrifice something. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't do that. Well, why couldn't you do that? Because you needed to have close relationships with Hunter Biden, live in the same area, so, you're, so Hunter Biden could write recommendation letters for your son, you're a sellout. You were always a sellout. Don't talk about now you're a martyr. Mm -hmm. You never put your ass on the line. And that's what these people are. They make themselves into be fake martyrs, all theater. Mm -hmm. But what happened in Franklin, Kentucky was not theater. What occurs to our volunteers every day when they go out and any independent candidate who really is bottoms up, the intimidation they have to face, the education we have to do on the basic laws, that should be unnecessary in the United States. That's right. But that's what that's what we become, David. And this is where the real election fraud begins with ballot access, with who gets visibility. Mm -hmm. And then they have the other election fraud on election night. And I've experienced all four versions of election fraud as a federal candidate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it got a lot worse with all the lockdowns and you can't vote in person and we're going to mail out ballots to you. That was a whole new level of fraud. That's right. And I said to people in 2020, I said, I'm not voting for Trump. Oh, you're going to support Biden? It's like, no, I don't support Biden either with this stuff. But I said, look at why are we even having an election if he turned over the government to a bunch of unelected bureaucrats? And then he adds this layer of corruption. And everybody was talking about what was going to happen months before that it was going to be total chaos, total fraud. And it was. And then they motivate. They they mobilized everybody into a fundraising uh, aspect that culminated into, uh, you know, from the Save America to the Stop the Steal on January the 6th. It's such an yep. amazing fraud all the way through this. Talk a little bit, though, about uh, what you tell people uh, in terms of you mentioned uh, uh, the life uh, issues and things like that. You've got a much broader message than just politics. Yeah, you're talking about health and truth and freedom, those things, right, right, David? Yeah. Yeah, look, so... David, I have been a student of understanding systems, all systems, systems of power, engineering systems, health systems, systems. Mm -hmm. And what I, you know, having grown up, you know, in a caste system, right? Having seen this, having grown up as a working class kid in New Jersey, I realized there are these hardworking people who keep getting mistreated. So I was really interested in understanding these systems of power. And I realized that if you're ever going to change, if you're ever going to build anything, like build a new world, change the world, you always need scientific principles. 
And engineers know this. If you're going to build an iPhone, you better understand some basic physics, right? Right. Um, if you're going to build anything. And what I uncovered, David, was the foundations of all systems in the world, all systems in the world, David, come down to engineering principles, which were discovered in the 1920s. They actually date back th thousands of years. And and what I, I used to teach at MIT, we've started educating people on understanding systems principles. It should be taught at kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And what those systems principles reveal, David, without getting into the physics of it, but simply put, there's a deep connection between freedom, truth, and health. Freedom, and when you study the systems principles, it's the aspect of motion, movement of things. In engineering, we call it the word transport, movement of information, matter, and energy. Mm -hmm. Freedom is an important principle for any society. Me being able to talk, move freely, physically move, right? Mm -hmm. Information, matter, and energy, you know, communicate through media. Now, with freedom, you can have, uh, or transport, as we say, in you can have another process, which is essential nature called conversion, taking things from one form and converting them. So in the area of truth, you and I can have all sorts of ideas why an apple falls to the earth, right? Mm -hmm. But when you have freedom, scientific freedom, where you can have discourse, we have to put all of our ideas, you have to apply the scientific method, you have to do experiments, and then you have to validate it. That's the conversion process in this case, mm -hmm. right? Of taking ideas, you know, in the open marketplace of ideas, you come to truth. Truth is really a verb, right? Because it's always being refined, right? Because yeah. you may yeah. find today that, you know, um, that the laws of motion relate to a certain body of laws. But when things move at the speed of light, you have to change them. That was Einstein's, right? It wasn't Newton was wrong, but you have to refine it. Mm -hmm. So truth is a process that cannot exist without this process of free flow of information. But when you have freedom and truth, now you can talk about your physical infrastructure, health, your physical health, right? Mm -hmm. The health of your economy, your country, but you need all three. Without health, you can't really fight for freedom or truth. So you need all these three. So our movement, our campaign, um, as we have in our bumper sticker, by the way, quick little pitch, I want everyone to go get one of these because you can reach 100,000 people if you place this on the back of your car. It's a way that you can have a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. But truth, freedom, and health basically says you can't just talk about the First Amendment and Second Amendment. You have to physically take care of your health. You have to learn how to take care of your economic health. And you have to learn the process of science, how you achieve truth, right? So that's why, David, I think you and I concur. When you look at it from a truthful standpoint, Trump is not one of us. That's he right. didn't fight for us. That's okay? Right. He didn't. Alex he Jones is, you, you and I have talked about this, is, is theatrics. Yeah. He knew Trump was bad, but he was making money selling his supplements to the MAGA grant, right? That's not a truthful person. That's right. So when you are willing to truly be a fighter for truth, freedom, health, you concur and you come to the conclusion that we need to build a bottoms up movement. So our campaign is number one based on health. One of the areas is healthcare. And by the way, every, every Thursdays, David, we do orientations, open house. Thursday at 11 a.m. or 8 p.m. People can go to Shiva for president slash town hall and sign up or vashiva.com slash orientation. We do these open houses and our open houses, David, rotate, okay? Mm -hmm. One open house. Um, is on healthcare. And when we talk about healthcare, David, we don't say after I get into office, we actually teach people what the immune system is, how they can take care of their immune system. As a PhD in systems biology, it's my full-time job. 
You take care of your immune system, you take care of your entire body. The immune system is deeply linked with aging systems. So we're teaching people that, David. We're mm -hmm. teaching millions of people right now. Becoming president, I'll use a bully pulpit of the White House to reach billions. Mm -hmm. The next thing we talk about is environment. What is our environment policy? Support your local farmers. Support local food. You know, That's once you get into that, a different economy establishes. We teach people how to do that at our open houses. Next, we talk about education, David. Since 1970, after the Department of Education took over, people are not learning how to think. They're being told what to think. Yes. Now, how to think is the system's process. Um, you know, we live in a world of complex systems. So, you know, I've built a whole body of curriculum that I've been doing for years at truthfreedomhealth.com. We train people. We, it's free for anyone 13 through 18. And if you're an adult, you take it, you can give it away free. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in homage to one of my mentors, Jay Forrester, who believed that at the young age, we have to teach people how to think. Systems thinking is a way. So we teach people that. Innovation, David. Innovation, you don't need to be in Silicon Valley. You don't need to go to MIT. You know, here's my copyright for the invention of email. I did this before I came to MIT mm -hmm. when I was a 14-year-old kid working in Newark. So there are very smart people outside the bastions of major academia. And that's where most of the great innovations came from. A 14-year-old boy actually created TV mm -hmm. in Franklin, uh, Idaho, right? So it's important. So we teach people as an innovator, what are the seven key critical things to, to innovate, right? And But we are doing these in these open houses, David. We're doing more than the National Science Foundation. And then we teach people governance. What are the attributes of a leader, right? Mm -hmm. Do you say the right thing at the right time? Do, you know, Tucker Carlson is not any leader. He delays truth. Glenn Greenwald is not any leader. He watches which way the wind blows, right. right? These people are using, when they expose truth, it's for entertainment value. They never say the right thing. And in fact, when they expose truth, they expose a little piece of it. Yeah. And then right. finally, David, we talk about the economy. You know, last open house, we actually taught people what compound interest is, okay? <laughs> Why you should take, you know, what is a diversified portfolio? No other presidential candidates teaching people. We are teaching the working people how to take care of their bodies, how to eat the proper foods, you know, how they educate their children from a system standpoint and so on. Mm -hmm. So our campaign is already delivering solutions. And the entire, you know, our movement is delivering solutions to win truth, freedom, health. That's what we're about. And that's what I've been doing all my life, David. These people create problems. I create solutions, mm -hmm. right? They create problems. We create solutions. It's very simple. And if you can look at this graph, David, look at the problem they've created. Since 1970s, 60s to today, The life, if you have a child today, your child's lifespan is going to be shorter than yours. That's right. They create problems. That's right. They create problems in ballot access. Everywhere they go, they create problems. And then, like you said, David, they create the dialectic. Ooh, I'm going to solve the problem left and right and give me money, send emails, give me money. So they create problems, they create the chaos, and they need that to run their business model. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and it's by design. I mean, they're not, they're not stupid. They're not flunkies. They weren't deceived. It's a no. very clever, calculated thing. And so that's why it's important for you to counter this and, and to show people, you know, I, I talk frequently about uh, just the free speech aspect and propaganda and how this has grown from newspapers to radio to television. And then when they go to social media, what does that bring to the, to the table? Now they've got a closed loop feedback system. 
They can precisely measure their propaganda and they can fine tune their narrative in real time. And they can uh, they don't have to try to uh, approximate it with uh, polls or anything like that. They've got it exactly. And, And so that's what we're up against. We're up against people who are very calculating, people who are very smart designing. They've got a long time frame that they're working on this stuff. And so that's why it's very important what you're doing in terms of uh, pointing this out to people, getting people, uh, educating them to make their life better. And, of course, a part of that, I think, is the politics. We've got to stop these people from coming at us. And and it's important to fight that at every level, you know, from bottom up. And I, I think that's exactly what you're doing. I really do appreciate what you're doing, uh, Dr. Shiva. Thank you for coming Thanks, on David. and explaining that to us. Um, it's very important how this system is rigged. From the get go, you know, they focus, get little things and they they blow them up and micro focus on them. And uh, the micro focus is simply talking about how it affects Trump. We don't even care about anything yep. else. That's what's truly amazing. Thank you for joining us again. It is uh, Thanks, Shiva David. for president.com. Thank you very much, Dr. Shiva. Thanks, David. Thanks for doing God's work, man. Thanks. We need to build a bottoms up movement. Go to Shiva for president.com and volunteer.